Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, March 21st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri legislators return to Jefferson City today after a week off. There are eight weeks to go until adjournment. Only one bill has made it to Governor Parson's desk so far, with almost unprecedented gridlock this session in the Senate. I've talked to people that have been in this building for decades, as well as politicians that were down here years ago, and they've never seen anything like this. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg will give us an update on the 2022 legislative session. Nearly half of Missouri's reported overdose deaths between January and September 2021 occurred in the St. Louis region. That research is from the Missouri Institute of Mental Health at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports public health workers say the region needs a better response to the overdose crisis. The Missouri Health Department recorded more than 1,600 drug-related deaths in the first three quarters of 2021. The number of fatal overdoses rose statewide, but in the St. Louis region, they were about the same as the year before. Most of those deaths involved opioids, but the state is recording more deaths related to cocaine and other stimulants. Chad Sabor is the executive director of Mo Network, which offers street outreach and counseling to people with addiction. He says the overdose reversal drug naloxone has saved countless lives. So we've literally flooded the streets. So, I mean, if it wasn't for that, I mean, I couldn't even imagine what our mortality rate would be. Sabor says the state should allow clean syringe service programs, which can funnel people into treatment, to reduce overdoses. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. A St. Louis County Councilman is calling on the Missouri State Highway Patrol to investigate the death of St. Louis County's chief policy officer. Republican Tim Fitch is taking a resolution to the county council asking the patrol look into Cora Faith Walker's death. He says there would be a conflict of interest with any investigation by the city because Walker and Mayor Tashara Jones were friends. Post-Dispatch reports the St. Louis Fire Department has passed its report on the death to the Drug Enforcement Administration. Walker died March 11th. The former state representative was 37. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt has dismissed most of the lawsuits against school districts over mask mandates. Schmidt's office announced Friday that he was dismissing all but seven of the more than 40 lawsuits filed in January. That's because many districts have dropped mask mandates. The Attorney General's office says the suits could be refiled if the restrictions are brought back. Several school officials say they dropped mandates because of a sharp decline in COVID-19 cases. Schmidt has also dismissed a similar lawsuit against the city of St. Louis. Most local food producers traditionally sell their goods at farmers markets, but many are increasingly selling online. Harvest Public Media's Dana Cronin reports. When the pandemic first hit, Maureen Schletzbaum had to figure out a way to sell her produce while avoiding human contact. She and her daughter run Straw Hat Farms in Pleasantville, Iowa. They were one of many local farmers who turned to e-commerce. Schletzbaum says it's been successful and that selling online is easier for her than attending her local farmer's market. You don't know how much produce you need to take and you have to load everything the night before and you have to get there and set up and all that. So this is a great advantage. She says she plans to continue selling online even after the pandemic. I'm Dana Cronin, Harvest Public Media. 
City Foundry's Food Hall is the latest to partner with St. Louis-based food technology startup Gift-A-Meal to address hunger in the region. Customers who visit any of City Foundry's food concepts can download the free Gift-A-Meal app, take a photo of their food, then upload it. City Foundry Food Hall General Manager Matthew Sorth says each image is converted into a monetary donation for Operation Food Search. People are already taking photos of the beautiful dishes from our 16 restaurants, and this is a way to have an immediate impact in our community. So it was a, a very natural fit. We already have built a diverse community of talented chefs at our food hall. So expanding this network to help put food directly in the hands of those who need it is a natural step. Four of City Foundry's independent food concepts were already on board with Gift a Meal prior to this new partnership. Missouri lawmakers reconvene today after a week-long break. The hiatus essentially marks the halfway point of the 2022 session, which some believe has been more dysfunctional than normal. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports. When lawmakers returned to Jefferson City in January, they had a slightly larger to-do list than normal. In addition to their annual responsibility of passing a budget, deciding how to appropriate billions of federal funding, and redrawing Missouri's eight congressional districts were new responsibilities for the legislature this year. Now, 10 weeks later and a little more than halfway through the session, only one bill, a supplemental budget bill, has made it to Governor Mike Parson's desk and become law. One reason has been gridlock in the Senate. The Senate is by nature and by uh, the way that it was formed, uh, meant to be deliberative, uh, and and in some cases very, very deliberative. Um, It was not meant to be dysfunctional. That's Senate Majority Floor Leader Caleb Rowden. His comments came on the last day before lawmakers left for a week-long break and only one day after a bipartisan coalition of more than 20 senators stood in front of the chamber to denounce the recent actions of the Republican Conservative Caucus. Anita Mannion, a professor of political science at the University of Missouri-St. Louis, called that press conference unusual. I've heard people say, well, behind the scenes, we get along well, but that's a pretty public rebuke and calling out of members of your own party. So I can't see that that um, really helps the relationships and the ability of the Republican Party to get things done. The caucus, which normally consists of seven senators of the 34-member body, has blocked or delayed action on numerous pieces of legislation these past weeks, in part by including partisan amendments to bills that had bipartisan support. Senator Bob Onder, a member of the caucus, said they will continue attempting to pass other legislation through the amendment process. It's critical that we do that. It's critical we do that because that's how 90, 95 percent of legislation gets passed in the Missouri General Assembly. Though members of the caucus say they are doing what their constituents want, Mannion says another reason for this fissure is that several members of the Senate are currently vying for a higher political office. Sometimes those candidates who have a lot of policy positions in common look for these ways to distinguish themselves when it comes to getting support, getting media attention and fundraising. On the House side, the lack of Senate action is frustrating for some, including Republican Representative Shemette Dogan. You just wish the Senate would do the people's business the same way that the House has been doing. During the first 10 weeks of session, House members have passed almost 40 pieces of legislation. That includes bills requiring a photo ID to vote and numerous pieces of legislation in reaction to the COVID-19 pandemic. A statement issued by House Republican leadership said members have been able to send, quote, the majority of their legislative priorities to the other side of the building. 
For House Democrats, one of their priorities for the back half of session, according to House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid, is the passage of the budget, including allocating billions in federal one-time coronavirus aid dollars. As to the inaction in the Senate, Quaid said though progress on bipartisan legislation is halted, so is any action on House bills they don't like. In some ways, we are happy with what's going on in the Senate. It makes our jobs a little bit easier when it comes to trying to, uh, you know, push back against that. As lawmakers return, there is still plenty of legislation to consider. A bill legalizing sports betting in Missouri has made it through the committee process. Additionally, a bill legalizing marijuana for recreational use is awaiting a vote in House committee. Though Dogan did say that recent progress from the Senate on some legislation has given him some optimism that they will be able to get back on track, one bill he isn't sure will make it past the Senate is the House-approved congressional redistricting map. It's hard for me to imagine them being able to get something done with so many different ideas about how those districts ought to look. Republicans in the Senate have been divided on what Missouri's eight congressional districts should look like, with the conservative caucus steadfast on a 7-1 majority Republican map, while others are vying for a 6-2 version. While Rowden says the Senate has not given up on passing a map, there is pressure to get something passed. Candidate filing for the primary on August 2nd is currently set to end on March 29th. Additionally, lawsuits have been filed over a lack of a map. Quaid says a map in the hands of a judge could end up more favorably to Democrats. We believe if it goes to the courts, we will see a much more uh, representative map of what's been going on in Missouri's history. With eight weeks left for the legislative session, Senate Minority Leader John Rizzo said the inaction is nearly unparalleled. I've talked to people that have been in this building for decades, as well as politicians that were down here years ago, and they've never seen anything like this. The last day of the 2022 legislative session is May 13th. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shuli Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.